0: Okay, welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin. I'm your host. I'm also a holistic hormone health coach, a fertility awareness educator, and Pilates instructor, and I am very excited today because I am joined by a special guest. I have Monica here. She is a a great figure in just the women's wellness industry, and I'm really excited to talk about her work. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and just pass it on over. So Monica, tell us
1: a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me today, Caitlin. Um, I'm Monica. Welcome everyone. Um, I'm on a larger mission to help empower women with their bodies and reach their optimal state. So basically a lot of that comes through for me and just showing me reaching my goals. And in the process of that, I've also launched Mireya and I'm the founder of Mireya, which is a menstrual wellness brand that helps support women through nutrition and lifestyle. So of course we have amazing, our amazing multivitamin PMS elixir that Mm -hmm. is foundational nutrition for menstrual support. Um, And we have big plans in the future on all the other ways that we're planning to support women through the lifestyle elements um, and beyond even.
0: How exciting. Well, I know from my own personal experience that being in this lane of work was not always where I started. So Mm -hmm. what was life like? I'm assuming that similar path for you. So what was life like before starting Maria and kind of realizing how to work with your hormones instead of against them? What was going on in your life then?
1: Yeah, I think like so many in the women's health and hormone space, uh, it, the, the start of this for me was really out of my own personal need and personal problems. So I am someone who struggles with PMTD and for a long time, over 17 years, I truly had no idea that the emotional dysregulation that I was experiencing had any correlation to my menstrual cycle. Um, and I think, I think there's just a lot of people who can relate to that, I'd been on hormonal birth control for a long time. So it truly makes a lot of sense that I didn't have a correlation with my symptoms to my cycle because truthfully, I didn't really have a cycle. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it wasn't until I was about 26 years old, which is eight years ago now, but that I really started to make that correlation. Thank, Goodness for the medical professionals that I ended up coming across and who could help me make that correlation. Um, but I was super unaware of now what seems like second nature to me, you know, you get in the industry and you start to learn all these things and it mm-hmm. it really does become second nature. But I had no idea about anything about my cycle, um, Mm -hmm. was truly living like in a very different world than I am today. And I think that the process of going through a PMDD diagnosis and healing naturally and supporting myself naturally with PMDD, it's given me like such an amazing connection to my body. And I feel just actually in control mm-hmm. of my day-to-day uh throughout the month there's not these crazy roller coaster rides and prior like it was a roller coaster a lot of the time um just moods coming out of absolutely nowhere being blindsided just not being in control of my emotional state so it's really been night and day over the last like 10 years for sure wow
0: that's a really powerful story. And I feel like there's a couple of things in there that I would love to like dive a little deeper into. But first of all, you mentioned a PMDD diagnosis. And I think that that's kind of like the lesser known of like things that can come up in terms of our menstrual cycle. There's PMS that gets thrown out around a lot. So maybe can you describe the difference between PMS and PMDD for the audience?
1: Definitely. And I, there's a strong people with PMDD feel very strongly about this. PMS and PMDD are not the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so PMDD is actually, it may not mean that you have a hormonal imbalance. So your estrogen and progesterone levels may not be out of whack. Um, PMDD is actually just a sensitivity to hormonal change and hormonal fluctuation. Mm -hmm. So even to normal hormonal fluctuations. So throughout our cycles, our hormones change, they go up and down. Um, And in that process, especially in the luteal phase, so Mm -hmm. that latter half of your cycle, the week leading up to your period, really, when the hormones are having greater change, um, you can have a brain reaction to that hormonal change that most prominently with PMDD it is mood related mm-hmm. So I know for me some of the symptoms that come up even outside of mood are things like sensitivity to sound and light. so it is just like a um, greater kind of whole body sensitivity. Mm-hmm. So light and sound is a big one for me, but irritability just goes through the roof. Um, I had been experiencing cyclical depression. And so for me, it really felt like a bipolar disorder because mm-hmm. I would, what felt like out of the blue, cause I wasn't tracking my cycle, didn't know when my cycle was. Um, It would just feel like one day I was fine and the next I was totally not fine. And then a few days later, I was totally fine again. Mm -hmm. So it did feel like episodes or like manic periods um, that weren't, you know, not tracking your cycle. They felt out of the blue tracking your cycle. You're Mm -hmm. they're predictable and you see the kind of um, pattern that occurs. Mm hmm.
0: And I think that that's something that gets kind of like muddled together is like these different types of mental health disorders with PMDD. And a lot of women think that they're suffering from something like bipolar disorder when really it's a hormonal kind of dysfunction going on. Did you get any diagnosis prior to PMDD that like led you in the wrong direction? Because I think that's kind of a common occurrence
1: super, super common. And I would say that I was truly lucky in the healthcare providers that I was working with and came across because I went to my therapist and was like, I figured it out. I'm bipolar. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working in the film industry at the time, and we were working on a documentary about a bipolar athlete. And so in my work on that film, I was Mm -hmm. relating to this person so Mm -hmm. much that I, I was like, oh my God, I I haven't figured out like Mm -hmm. this is me. So I went to my doctor kind of proclaiming that I had figured it out, that I had a Mm self-diagnosis and it was actually her who was like, have you tracked these symptoms in correlation to your cycle? Mm -hmm. And I, I was like really frustrated at the time. Uh, I, I, didn't like i was like okay i'm telling you my brain is messed up like i have you know my serotonin is off with all these things and you're you're telling me like to look at my ovaries which at the mm-hmm. time just did not make yeah. sense
0: <laughs> you're like what cycle
1: <laughs> yeah i was like i've been on birth control for like 15 years i have no idea what no mm-hmm. so it i i think i am an outlier in that mm-hmm instance where my, my doctor was the one actually redirecting me, Mm -hmm. um, and was aware of PMDD, which I think is very rare, especially even, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, I was going to say good on
0: your provider.
1: Yeah. And I think, I think in the journey of like building a business around it and feeling like, this diagnosis for me had more purpose than just beyond me, you know, my need to share about it, my need to help other people who are experiencing it. Mm -hmm. That's part of that too, is like, Mm -hmm. I I just feel in my being that the reason my provider knew about this was because like, I was meant to help other people with this as Mm -hmm. well. And I know that sounds a little like, pie in the sky, like woo woo. But it's just, it's so true that my journey happened the way it did so that I could go out and support more people.
0: Yeah, that was the catalyst. And I think yeah. that probably so many women can relate to that frustration. I know myself prior to like, just diving head into this world of cyclical living and hormone health. Like I was totally tuned out from my cycle. I had a hormonal IUD for five, six years, and you go to the doctor for whatever thing. And one of the first questions they ask you is, what is the date of your last period? And I didn't know I was not even having a period. And I've seen even on like TikTok, some trends of women making videos about going to the doctor for something. They're so annoyed that the doctor wants to start about their period. And we just are not like brought up. Knowing that that's actually a vital sign for women and it is yeah. a place to look, especially in the case of your PMDD, it is a place to start looking when something is ailing you. So yeah. I think that that's something that we have to kind of reckon with, with. And I think women are starting to come around to more and more.
1: Yeah. And and the more you learn about it and experience the cyclical living for yourself, I think the more we can appreciate that we also have this vital sign. It's Mm -hmm. also a tool that the male, you know, biology doesn't have. So when we are symptomatic, when we have a hard period, it's a great signal to us of, okay, I need to reflect and figure out what what was different in the last few months or mm. how I can better support myself where you know men don't have that tool. They don't have this thing signaling to them that they're not operating at an optimal state. So I've really come to be grateful for it and appreciate it as this other tool in my toolbox giving me signs as in signals that I've got work to do or that like things are going well.
0: Yeah, I think that that's one of the best, like, thought flips that you can do surrounding your period. That's not the best, like, word term to use for that. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, Because it's like this built in, like, couple days of rest that you get to take each month, you know, depending on what rest looks like for you. And you also get to reflect back on the last cycle. If you had, like, horrible cramps and, like, fatigue and mood swings, like, this coming cycle, what is that going to, how is that going to impact how you take care of your body and starting to look at it that way is so much more empowering, like you said, and being able to take control of your body and what's going on with you.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: So once you got that uh, PMDD diagnosis or kind of like opened up to that idea, what led you to want to start a product-based business? Help other women?
1: When I was diagnosed with PMDD, and I started to find ways to support myself. And I experienced the drastic change. Mm -hmm. For me, it started with supplementation. Um, I was so lucky. My nurse practitioner, you know, she did offer the birth control. She did offer the antidepressants. And I was like, okay, what other options are there where I could start with something that's not prescription? Mm -hmm. And she had this protocol, this list of supplements. Um, that she's like, I've had patients have success by replenishing micronutrients and supplementing at a higher dosage with Mm -hmm. these things. And I was like, okay, like I can get behind this. You know, there's no harm in trying adding some more nutrients into my routine. Great. That made such a huge impact in within like three months time for me. It was night and day how my body had adjusted that that was another moment, like another aha moment for me of more people need to know about this. Mm-hmm. I had no idea that nutrition pl- played a role in my menstrual cycle. I had no idea that my menstrual cycle was this signal for greater health, that it could be so correlated to my emotional well-being. Um And I just had this passion. I was like, okay, there are two avenues I can take right now. One is like, I was like, do I become a health coach? And do I try to like grow a following on social media? Like I just needed to get this message out to support more people experiencing what I had been experiencing. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, my background is in e-commerce, is in that like product space And I have always wanted to have my own business that was a product solution. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I can also share this message through a brand. Um, And the supplement regimen that I was on was, it was really hard to be consistent, sustain, like have it be sustainable. Mm -hmm. Basically like the adherence to this protocol was challenging um, because it was a lot of pills and a lot of women in the PMDD community, you hear this a lot like pill fatigue and I like carry around my pill case and it's Mm -hmm. expensive. And I was like, is there a way to make this product, this solution of foundational nutrition more approachable for this community Um, and use it as a tool to educate on this piece of the puzzle because obviously there's more to it than just supplements. And even Mm -hmm. as the founder of a supplement company, I will not tell you that this is a magic pill. Um, This is a, the foundation for you to implement a lot of other things. And that's how it Mm functions for me. Right. I felt emotionally stable every month. I had better energy. I was sleeping better. And those things allowed me to also implement all of the other changes that have allowed me to have a sustainable, non-symptomatic life Mm -hmm. of the things of like cooking for myself more regularly, um, being able to communicate better with my partner, because I was just like, my energy was better. I was sleeping better. So I really see it as, I transitioned to being like, I'm going to make the product. I'm going to do the product thing and use that as an avenue to share the larger message. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think
0: that that's so awesome. And to your point of saying like supplements are not the end all be all, Mm -hmm. but when you have that, just like, I call it like a baseline or a foundation of health, it makes it much easier to start to incorporate other things. Um, And I like, also the pill fatigue, like being able to have all of your nutrients in one stick and just guzzle it down is so much easier than having to swallow so many pills, which is also difficult for some people. Um, So how did you go about like product development? Because this is like, you're dealing with micronutrients and things like that.
1: Yeah, my first um, kind of thought process and and focus in creating the product was obviously I had my experience. And so I knew like there was something to the nutrients I was taking. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I wanted to make sure I don't have a nutritional background. So I wanted to make sure that I was understanding the science behind this, why it was working. If there was research to back up these nutrients before I like went and developed a product so I was doing a lot of outreach to dietitians, to nutritionists, mm-hmm. OBGYN, which in my process learned that OBGYN do not have a lot of nutritional training. So they are mm-hmm. not necessarily the right people for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they are great as providers, but nutrition is not their strong suit. So really focused with registered dietitians and nutritionists, mm-hmm. um, and built a advisory team who could help me formulate the best foundational micronutrient replenishment for someone experiencing hormone-related symptoms and what was gonna support like a menstruating female body the best. So that was kind of my first um, avenue of, creating the product was finding the right people Mm -hmm. to help me do the research, formulate the product. And now we have an amazing team. We have two dietitians, a nutritionist and a naturopath um, who are all on our advisory team who support in product development, who support in just backing the product um, and helping us kind of spread that word of, Having this in other people's protocols.
0: That's awesome. So, you've got the science backing you up. And it's interesting what you say about the OBGYN. I've been working with a client recently who came to me um, with some hormonal issues. And she was like, I got my blood work done, and the nurse told me I should talk to an OBGYN. And she was like, Does that sound right? Like, why should I talk to an OB about my hormonal issues? And I was like, Well, they didn't give you a reason. Like that is a little confusing. It you know it might be worth a follow up, but how are they going to help you with your nutrition in order to you know su- supplement yeah. those uh, hormone yeah. levels? Um, so it can be for people in that trying to investigate their issues. Like you said, you lucked out with a great provider that had some of the answers for you, but you can end up going in circles. So yeah. you being able to provide a product to the market, I think, has been just like, so life-changing for so many women. How quickly did you see an impact um, with your product?
1: It's been it the feedback and the community, like change that is occurring for women who have been taking our product. I I'm like in tears weekly with someone in our customer service mm-hmm. inbox or the reviews that we receive, I've received phone calls from husbands, like thanking me for getting their wife back or being like, my wife could actually show up on our family vacation and be present and like be in a good mood. And I'm so grateful. Mm -hmm. And I think like, that's when, when I had the aha moment, right. Like when I was like, wow, my life is night and day from what it was a few months ago. I need to share this with other people. This is what I imagined was like helping one person. So now to have thousands of women who are using our product as a launch pad for healing, that's Mm -hmm. kind of like how I see it, right? Is like they people need something to grasp onto. That's kind of what we've learned from our medical system is you go to the doctor and they give you the band-aid and you want to feel better. Mm -hmm. And so like a lot of women are coming to us in desperation and like, I need something and I need something now. Mm -hmm. And so I see our product as that launch pad where we can get people moving in the right direction and then provide that continued education that is using our or utilizing our community that we've built as well of people like you, like health coaches and dietitians and nutritionists to help educate and support in all of the other lifestyle areas. Mm-hmm. But I think just having hearing from one person is like, just makes me melt. And then hearing from thousands of people that, The impact is that much bigger. I'm like, all right, it just gets me so amped up. I'm like, let's keep going. And I'm not gonna lie, building a business is freaking hard like an emotional roller coaster, really challenging. There are days where you wanna quit. Mm -hmm. But I'm so, so grateful that the work that I'm doing really is helping people. That keeps me motivated to keep going when we come up against things that are really hard. Yeah,
0: totally. And I mean, you know, your product is changing the lives of so many people. So they're super grateful that you're doing it. And I think um, part of what you said brings up a really like, under addressed point of how much hormonal fluctuations can impact relationships, um, Mm -hmm. especially like intimate relationships. Um, And I think, you know, we have this kind of negative connotation around hormones and maybe your partner, you are in a mood and your partner says, Oh, is it that time of the month or, Oh, it's, you're hormonal or something. And it, it only fuels the fire. Like it makes you more mad. But if we're able to like, take a step back and be like, okay, like what's going on with me and is this how I'm supposed to feel right now? Or is there something that I can do? Like that can do so much for, You know, just your even communication with your Mm -hmm. partner and being able to say, Hey, like my fuse is a little shorter right now. So maybe just give me a little bit more space. And, you know, I'm working on it. I'm drinking my Maria Wilbur's elixir. So next month will be (laughs) better.
1: Yeah. And I think like that understanding our cycle gives us that grace as well Mm -hmm. to be able to better communicate in the relationships. And that's something that I had to learn. I feel like a lot of my trigger and a lot of my um, relationship disruption, especially in my primary relationship, came from my inability to understand what was happening for me. Mm -hmm. So if I can understand it for myself and know that, okay, within my 28-day cycle, these days are, are my lowest energy, where I have the shortest fuse... I understand that which means then I can communicate it to someone else mm-hmm. and ask them to also give me grace. So I feel like it took a while for me where I had to um first be okay giving myself grace. Mm-hmm. I'm very like bullheaded. I feel like I have a lot of masculine energy where uh it's hard hard to be like even admit or welcome that my cycle does have an impact on my energy and my ability to be motivated and get shit done. Mm -hmm. The ones I could give myself grace, once I could understand my own body, it allowed me to then communicate to someone else and ask for their grace as well of like, Hey, I'm just needing a little bit more space um, or I'm going to be really tired and have all I can do to give the energy I need at work. Like, can you give me, some grace in that maybe I'm not showing up the best I can in our relationship for a few days, but know mm-hmm. that like I love you and this isn't about you. This is like about me. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a really powerful thing to be able to take some accountability for, you know, how we are actually showing up in the world, but it only is for the greater good and it only impacts things positively in the long run. So I think this is probably a great time to ask you if you implement any cycle syncing in the way that you run your business.
1: Yeah. I think that's a really, I would love to do it better. Um,
0: (laughs) it's hard when you're sure.
1: Yeah. I think running a business is super demanding. And I know that if I'm going to keep Pushing forward, it sometimes means pushing through at times where maybe I could give myself more grace. Um, But again, I think it's about that awareness. So I track my cycle, I know where I'm at, and I can allow myself that grace of like, man, today I just cannot stay focused. Those are the moments where I'll like take a step back and be like, what can I do to provide myself a little bit more space today, mm-hmm. whether that be like, I know I'm going to feel better if I get outside and go for a walk. And I'm mm-hmm. going to do that in the middle of my day and make sure it doesn't fall off the plate today, as opposed to, I I think a younger version of Monica would just kind of push through and be frustrated that I couldn't focus as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so As much as I would love to say that I like perfectly schedule in alignment with the phases of my cycle and, you know, I'm doing like admin work on these days and only scheduling podcast appearances, like around ovulation, like it just doesn't happen like that all the time. Um, But I think for me, what really works is just the awareness of like, here's where I'm at and it makes sense that I'm feeling this way today. Mm-hmm. So here's what I can do in this moment kind of thing.
0: Yeah. And I think the awareness is so important. I can totally relate to sitting at the computer and being like, man, I really can't focus. And I think that when you give yourself that grace, it almost to like maybe step away, it it really almost amps up your productivity because you're able to just like get whatever Mm -hmm. it is out of your system. And then when you come back to it, you are more focused and you are able to get more done in less time instead of just kind of coiling your thumbs or like scrolling or whatever it is that's distracting you. Excuse me, but I have to tell you about the number one mineral that has helped me maintain a baseline of hormone and overall health. It is the fourth most abundant mineral in our anatomy and it supports over 300 essential functions throughout the human body. Yet, as many as 75% of Americans are deficient in this critical mineral. No matter what stage of life you are in, from puberty to menopause, your well being will benefit from magnesium. Things like monoculture, mass agriculture, and overprocessing within our food supply chain have resulted in a lack of magnesium in our daily nutritional intake. Magnesium deficiency can lead to issues that create more issues, including mood disorders, sleep problems, muscle cramps, inability to absorb essential vitamins and nutrients like vitamin D, and PMS symptoms. I have a whole podcast episode on this, so go check out episode number 13 if you want to learn how crucial magnesium is for hormone health, and why Ned's Mellow Magnesium is superior. This magnesium is so great, and it's so easy to incorporate into your daily routine. I hope that you are drinking a glass of water in the morning. You just have to add a scoop of the mellow powder, and your body will absorb the three high-quality types of magnesium, plus L-theanine and GABA, throughout the day, I swear you will notice an improvement in how your body handles stress. Ned also makes other great products like their CBD Balance Blend, this supports healthy hormones at every stage of life, and it has been a part of my daily routine since I began my natural cycles journey almost five years ago. Another great product they have is their Immunity Hero. I have been loving this this winter season. It's packed with botanicals to keep you healthy when cold and flu season is upon us. All you have to do is use my code spring life to save 15% off every order. Now back to the podcast.
1: Yeah. And I think that this like, I, I have a little bit of a, I don't know, a hot take around how cycle syncing is getting portrayed mm-hmm. in a lot of social media that I think that it's putting this pressure on women who are either learning cycle syncing or are curious about it, that it has to be this like perfectional scheduling, like, okay, I literally should only do these tasks in my luteal phase. I should only eat these foods in my luteal phase. And I think it's just important to also portray that like, it's not black and white. These are like guides and like, yes, like these nutrients can be more beneficial in this phase. And this type of work may work better for you in this phase. But overall, it's the awareness that's Mm -hmm. like the important piece of Oh, I'm feeling this way. It's hard to get this done. It's hard for me to show up in a public setting right now. And that makes sense. And that I think is where it's, um, like reassuring and supportive to like your nervous system, Where instead of beating yourself up, instead of being upset that you're not showing up how you want to, you can be like, this makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe I still do need to do this podcast recording in my luteal phase or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but it makes sense that my energy is a little bit lower. And so I'm going to give myself grace. And I almost feel like that can be really soothing and is cycle syncing. It's like having the awareness of Mm -hmm. the, the cycle, But the perfection thing, I just feel like sometimes the way cycle syncing is talked about, it can come off as like black and white. And if you're not doing it that way, then you're wrong. And I worry for women who are the perfectionist that they're going to feel like more anxious about it.
0: I honestly, I could not agree with you more. And as someone who like talks a lot about cycle syncing and how beneficial it can be, I know from my own personal experience starting this journey that I like I had this book and like this book and I like had this website that I was referring to. And so I would like be like, okay, I'm in this plan my phase, what should I be eating? And what like what should I be focusing on right now? And then by the time you get a hold of that, you're in the next phase <laughs> of your cycle. And maybe, you know, if you're in your follicular or your ovulatory phase, those are pretty variable length. So it's not like you're going, I talked about this recently. It's not like you're just equally dividing up four weeks of the month into each phase so it becomes really difficult like you said to be perfectionist and then it's like anxiety inducing so just being aware of your energy and how maybe you just take a little bit off of your plate in the luteal phase or you try to do your scheduling your outlining earlier in your cycle and just bringing awareness to it because also not everyone is an entrepreneur in charge of their schedule like we are either. So it's like, how do you make it work for you with that awareness of your cyclical energy? I think that that is a really, really valid point, especially with like influencer culture and everything.
1: We don't want to be adding stress. This isn't about like creating more on your to-do list. It's, It's just... That awareness and mm-hmm. in so much of our emotional state, our mental well being, is just like being aware of where we're at and then being able to accept it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that cycle thinking allows us to have that moment of okay, this is where I'm at, and that makes sense because it is day twenty of my cycle or whatever.
0: Yeah, I think that that like perfectly frames like why I became so passionate about this subject in the first place. Because when I learned that there was four phases of the cycle and that your hormones and your energy is changing during each one, it was like validation that you're not supposed to feel exactly the same way every day. So if something you did last week really well is not happening (laughs) this week, it's not because there's something wrong with you. It's because you're changing constantly. So it's just being able to, like, give yourself that grace. Um, totally. So I think that that's, like, just the beauty of it. Um, and on that note, uh, what would you say are some, like, big mistakes you see um, people making when it comes to managing PMS and PMDD symptoms?
1: Uh, Maybe they're
0: not fully enlightened yet.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think some of the the big things, like, we we talked about this a little bit. Um, already one thing I was just talking to a customer about this is that people aren't aware of what practitioners can help them in certain areas. And so a lot of women are going to their OBGYN and then frustrated that they're prescribing birth control or, um, not able to spend the time with them to help them dig into the lifestyle elements that they're Mm -hmm. telling them their labs are normal, um, And that's just like, I think a failure of our medical system a little bit Mm -hmm. of us not understanding who can help us in what areas. So I think starting, starting to understand that and being okay, that your primary OB, like what they're really good at is delivering babies at the end of the day. Um, And they know like, your vaginal health very well. They're not an endocrinologist. So they're not necessarily like hormone specialists mm-hmm. and they're not a dietitian or a nutritionist who has actual nutritional training. Mm-hmm. So I think that for me was a big unlock that like, it's okay that my provider thinks that this would be the best solution for me. At the end of the day, I get to control that decision. And in my body, that doesn't feel like the right solution for me. So I can go and seek guidance elsewhere. Um, which was really empowering to be able to have that experience of just because it's what the doctor said doesn't mean I have to agree. Mm-hmm. Um, which can be hard because you're like, they have medical training and like but they only have the tools they have too. So I feel like that is one thing is just starting to understand like the medical system a little bit better. Mm -hmm. And then other, other things too are like understanding that life is fluid. So what I, what I mean when I say that is we'll have people in our community that are like, you know, I started on the supplement and I felt really good for three months. And then last month I felt awful. Like, is it not working for me anymore? And I think that like, I don't know if you have this experience, but I have bad months. It's not perfect all of the time. And I can almost always trace it back to my sleep was irregular last month. Um, I was traveling a lot and, you know, I wasn't eating normally or again, sleep disruption travel also causes like I wasn't pooping regularly. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think understanding that like, even if we get a grasp on our hormones, even if we feel like, Oh my God, I've been feeling really good for the last six months, our life ebbs and flows, and it's not always perfect. And each of those moments where we are getting those signals from our body, where we are feeling more symptomatic, Mm -hmm. it just gives us the opportunity to turn inward and say like, hmm, like, let's get curious about this. Mm -hmm. What has happened in the last few months that was maybe out of the ordinary or where I wasn't showing up for myself? Um, Like, I know my next period, I already know this. My next period is not going to be as fun as some of the other ones. And it's because like, i I was moving this mm. month, which really disrupted my eating patterns um, because we were moving, like we weren't cooking at home as much. And it also meant that there wasn't as much like food when we moved into the new place. And I mm. found myself like skipping meals because there wasn't food readily available, but I was super busy and I'm just like, I can already like my nails are brittle already, And I know that my next cycle, I'm probably going to be more symptomatic because I didn't take as good a care of myself this month. So I think just understanding that. And again, like we've been talking about giving yourself grace and having the like wherewithal, I guess, to get curious about Mm -hmm. "Hmm, why is this month different? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, I think that that's great advice and just taking a look at like the kind of more acute stressors that you have going on in your life, the illness, the travel, the stress. Um, I know for myself, I traveled for 10 days in September. That cycle was a full five days longer than all of my other ones. It's crazy how quickly you can see that reflected in your cycle. And that's why it's like this report card that you can look back on. And I think the more and the more that women start to understand that and to realize that the, you know, just the more change and overall grace, as you were saying, I think that that's the perfect word that we'll have for ourselves. So you kind of hinted at this at the beginning, but I'm curious as to where you see Maria wellness heading and how you hope to impact women in the future.
1: Yeah. So we've talked a lot about, um, just kind of there being a lot of lifestyle changes that can come into effect. There's a lot of underlying uh, things that contribute to hormone imbalance. So, you know, obviously being in this space, I'm looking at our competitors. I'm looking at what other people in the space are doing and creating. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is also a pattern and it's a little bit of like just how the consumer world Works is problem solution, Mm -hmm. right? Like we see that in the medical space. You um, have a headache, they give you an aspirin, like, right? So, just that symptom support where we really want to focus, which is going to take education of the consumer. But Mm -hmm. I love that because I think it's actually healing and supporting the person long term it's not sick sick care it's actual like wellness care mm-hmm. is we really want to create more products that are supporting the underlying issues so what we mm-hmm. see as those are like blood sugar regulation so we can educate on blood sugar balance the effects that it has on hormones but there is also product and um, hacks and things that you can do that support blood, blood sugar regulation. So we have something that we're working on in the blood sugar arena. Mm -hmm. That's also going to support like some digestion, better absorption of micronutrients, that kind of angle. And then as well, one of the things that I see super common, and this also relates to blood sugar regulation as well, with women is not eating enough food Mm -hmm. and, um, not eating enough protein, Mm -hmm. which if you follow me on Instagram, you know, I'm a big protein kind of person that has been game changing for me for satiation, for blood sugar regulation, for mood regulation. So we are working on a product that's kind of in the protein arena as well, but, and I know there's a lot of protein products out there, um but we're really making a protein that is for women mm-hmm. um that also supports muscle protein synthesis as women age estrogen declines which makes it harder to maintain and build muscle mm-hmm. which muscle is so important for our longevity for our blood sugar regulation for any PCOS girlies out there like having that muscle for glucose regulation and all of that is so essential so we're really going to use this protein product to help educate on that and then also make sure that it it is in the volume I guess that is mm-hmm. needed specifically for women because mm-hmm. a lot of the products out there are made for men and they're not hitting um the kind of like thresholds that women need so there's a lot of things in the work but like I said there we're really really wanting to focus on some of those more not focusing on the symptom but focusing on the underlying problem that's creating the symptom mm-hmm. and doing that consumer education on why supporting blood sugar is important why making sure you're eating enough is important why mm-hmm. like maintaining muscle is important for hormonal health so sticking to this like menstrual hormonal um, group of people and helping that group, but getting a little creative in the solutions we're providing that can really, really dig into those root causes of the symptoms that people experience.
0: That sounds really exciting. Um, I'm really looking forward to see what you do with your protein product. I have to say, I am not a fan of protein powders like mm-hmm. people ask me pretty like my clients will ask me what protein powder do you recommend and I'm like honestly I try not to use them like I'd rather just eat food than have protein powder because either the taste is off or like the ingredients are funky or it yeah. only has 15 grams of protein in a scoop so then you've got to like double up it's like bleh, not the greatest flavor I don't I see people mixing protein powder into their yogurt all the time and I do not know <laughs> Oh, they How
1: do, I it? do it. No, yeah. And for me, it's like being really busy, which I know everyone is busy. Mm-hmm. Um, protein powder has been an, an amazing tool for me to make sure I'm starting my day, mm-hmm. not in a blood sugar deficit, basically, and getting that protein first thing in the morning. Cause like And I know a lot of other people experience this too, but I don't like to eat when I first get up. I kind Mm -hmm. of like to wait until like nine 30, 10 o'clock. So if I have a protein powder product that I don't mind Mm -hmm. and I can implement into my day first thing, I know I'm like already getting 30 grams of protein, which is great. And I'm kind of like setting myself up for success for the day on like a satiation regulated Mm -hmm. kind of manner. And I've found that that has greatly diminished my emotional ebbs and flows throughout the day or crashes, allowed me to like be more focused. And I just think like if we can get more women implementing something like that as opposed mm-hmm. to not eating. Yeah. Um, or going to the gym in a fasted state, or mm-hmm. you know, just like rushing into their busy day, then it's just gonna be better.
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree a hundred percent. So do you go for like a protein smoothie in the morning or do you just do like a, a shake?
1: Again I just, I don't have time to clean the blender. Like mm-hmm. I can't be bothered with actually making a smoothie and I living in a place where it's cold seven months out of the year, I cannot drink a, a like a glass of a cold smoothie. So okay, I yeah, just, I'm on,
0: on the same page with you. <laughs> yeah.
1: I just do like my protein scoops and water. Okay. And I, I currently I'm using an unflavored protein and like, obviously it tastes a little bit like something it's like drinking like watered down skim milk, I guess, but it Mm -hmm. just doesn't bother me. I'm like, I know the benefits are there. And so I just drink it. Like,
0: yeah. Well, and it's what works for your lifestyle right now. And I think that's the important thing too. Like if you don't have time to make yourself eggs and toast and like some veggies in the morning, then how are you going to get your protein in? You just have to figure out a workaround
1: that works for you. Yeah. And I usually still do make breakfast. It's just like I said, like maybe at like 10 or 1030. Mm -hmm. And of course, like I have that luxury being an entrepreneur and working from home a lot of the time, but it's also been a really amazing tool for me when I'm on the road or traveling mm. to know like okay I can still just like have my protein in the morning and that gets me through maybe to lunch some days like mm-hmm. wouldn't advise that you should still eat food but um something is better than nothing absolutely
0: well we know that you're starting your day with protein can <laughs> you leave the audience with actually I have two things that I want to ask you before we yeah. wrap up first we talked about the elixir and some of the exciting new things that are on the horizon, but could you just give us a rundown of like, what type of, what are the product offerings that Maria wellness has right now?
1: Yeah. So right now we have our PMS elixir, which is our drinkable multivitamin that we've talked about quite a bit today. Mm -hmm. We have two flavors now, which is very exciting. We just launched our tropical flavor and it is so it's my new favorite. It's really good. Um, And then our second product is the that time of the month tea, which Mm -hmm. is a blend of four organic herbs that helps soothe and support menstrual symptoms. So I love to drink it luteal phase, menstrual phase, honestly, like any phase, because it's really delicious. It's got ginger and mint in it, um, Mm -hmm. red raspberry leaf and ladies mantle. It's very supportive of inflammation. Um, and like my husband drinks it he like just likes it as a, you know, daytime herbal tea. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: no shame in that as, as well. Uh, I do like to call out two with our tea. We did a loose sleeve tea because almost all tea bags have plastic in them and mm-hmm. endocrine disruptors are not welcome. <laughs> so, um, we, went without tea bags and it is a loose leaf tea. And then we have some fun just like merch products on our site as well. Um my fave are the emotional socks for sure. They say emotional, but in a good way on them. <laughs> They're like my favorite gym socks. And I can kind of just like scream to the everyone in the gym that I'm on my period when I make them <laughs> because it says I'm emotional right on my socks. Um I love but that. yeah so those are our current offerings. And I'd say like the elixir is really where we focus a lot of our energy. I think Mm -hmm. that that foundational micronutrients we've just seen, especially like through our medical advisors and stuff that it's kind of where they like to start. They always want to make sure that their clients are on a really solid Mm -hmm. foundational multivitamin. Um, and we love to be able to provide that. Yeah.
0: That's so awesome. And I need to try the tropical flavor. I saw that she released that new flavor. Um, And also, like I was just thinking, especially for somebody that's like ready to address these symptoms and wants to get a handle on things, being able to just take one elixir instead of having to start this whole supplement regimen is so much more uh, like accessible and less overwhelming. So I can see why that works (laughs) so well. So everybody's going to have to check out all of your products. The, that time of the month tea is delicious. I love the mint. I, I mix my own spearmint red raspberry leaf, leaf, loose leaf tea. Um, but the other herbs that you have in there, just the flavor is so delicate and smooth and lovely. It's really great. Um, so can you leave our audience with maybe three of your wellness non-negotiables in a given day?
1: Yes. Okay. Number one is sleep. I'm a sleep Mm -hmm. monster. Um, currently I'm working on a more consistent sleep schedule. This time of year is very challenging just because work is busy and I I am a night owl. So Mm -hmm. I'm trying to get back on a normal sleep schedule. Uh, but eight hours is kind of like, I just, I gotta get eight hours of sleep or I'm kind of a monster. Mm -hmm. Um, So sleep is a huge one. Of course, I'm going to say this and it's just the truth, but micronutrients replenishment Mm -hmm. every single day. So for me, that's like taking Mireya, of course, but also I love adding microgreens to literally everything. And Mm -hmm. I think, you know, if you were wanting to improve the nutrients you're getting in your diet, it's such an easy way to get more micronutrients in your food, is just top everything with microgreens. Mm-hmm. I even throw them in a salad as extra greens, put them on top of chili, on soups, on like in a sandwich, everything. So, microgreens mm-hmm. are my little like hack. I just always buy them at the grocery store and put them on everything. And it's kind of this weird thing. Cause you're like, am I really, is this really making a difference? But there's a lot of nutrients in those little tiny leaves. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love that. And then lastly is in the last year, I really implemented eating more protein mm-hmm. and it's just been a game changer for me, like prioritizing protein first in my diet. So, um, especially making sure that first meal of the day has at least 30 grams in it. And then really trying to hit a pretty high protein goal on the daily Mm -hmm. one. It made me eat more. Like I was just inevitably eating more to try to hit protein goals. And two, like I said, I think because that protein is a more satiating macronutrient, um, it makes you feel fuller longer It was really stabilizing for me from an Mm -hmm. energy, blood sugar and mood standpoint that I just was feeling like so much better eating more protein um, that, yeah, it was like, again, one of those like night and day moments of, of, wow, like this is making a huge difference Um, and prioritizing protein on my plate. Like it really did make me have a more balanced plate if I know I can get my protein in, um, and have like a veggie side and whatever it was, it just created a new way of me kind of looking at a meal as a whole. Yeah, I totally agree. Cause I'm the same way.
0: I think in the last year or two, like really starting to prioritize protein and it the satiation is amazing and also like cravings and things you don't yeah. deal with that. And it really helps. Like if you deal with sugar cravings, those start to subside as well. So can't say enough about getting the protein in and it's just going to help you balance your plate more. So yeah. thank you so much. Those are great tips. And I always love when I have a guest on and the their wellness non-negotiables are just like, you know, sleep protein, getting your micronutrients. Those are like really accessible things that everybody can be doing to make themselves feel better and to mitigate those PMS symptoms and just enjoy life all
1: cycle long. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this experience of dealing every single month. Like there's just, I don't know, like you said, they're really accessible things that we can do too that make a lot of difference. Like in sleep, I think is one of the big ones. Yes. A
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. Well you are incredibly educational as you mentioned and inspirational on Instagram. So where can people find you?
1: Yeah. So come and check out Maria at Maria wellness on Instagram, TikTok, all of the social media channels, and then come say hi to me at Monica Groney. Um, on all of the channels as well everywhere you scroll you will find me and the brand
0: (laughs) awesome well we will link all of that in the show notes for people to connect with you i know that this is going to be a really inspiring
1: episode for
0: the audience and to really like open the conversation about pmdd and pms and what people can do to manage those symptoms so thank you so much for being here monica Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for tuning into the spring to life podcast. Make sure you check out the show notes for the resources and links mentioned in this episode. And if you learned something new, or if you resonated with this conversation, please share. If you're watching on YouTube, please like comment and subscribe to my channel. If you're listening on a podcast platform, please follow the show and leave a rating and review. That's how this community thrives and grows. Tag me in your Instagram stories at Spring to Life Method. Leave a five-star review or simply share it with a girlfriend and I will talk to you next week.